pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's the RJ Ochoa Show on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. What's going on in Jerry's world? What's the latest from Cowboy Camp? Find out right here, Friday mornings at 7.30 and 9.30 with the manager and editor-in-chief of Blogging the Boys, RJ Ochoa. Here's Robin Rudy. Yes, here we are. This is R&R waiting for the RJ Ochoa. I can't see him. That's Rudy J. I'm Rob. Welcome aboard R and R as we uh, sojourn oh, on our <laughs> on our regular what? visit with R J Ochoa, Rock the Mic Champ, <laughs> Blogging the Boy Guy, and <laughs> there it is. All around, there we go. This is the setup no. that we should have if what, you're watching our, our YouTube feed. This is how we do things. Hey, morning, R J. How are you? I'm doing well. It's great. I'm doing well. It's great to be with you all. I was telling Pledge right now. Uh, we got a new puppy last night. So, Did you uh, really? My house. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I was in, I was actually inspired by Rob, who has puppy fever. I do. Uh, so um, I uh, we have a new puppy. Uh, she's a girl, so we've named her Lady Bear to go along with Bear. Um, and so um, it's it was a bit of what? a rambunctious Hold sort on. of night. What what, what kind of puppy is it? What? Rescue. She's a cat. She's a Cavapoo, so she's a little toy, uh, so that my <laughs> son can can play with her and smush her face. So uh, what she, exactly uh, a cav? What I don't know what the mix is. Uh, half King of Trump Cavalier, half Poodle. So she's, I mean, she's tiny. Like we, we've all eaten, you know, Subway sandwiches bigger than her. I mean, like she is really little. Um, is she brown? So, is she uh, kind of a tan yeah. color? She's, I would say like, um, like the right kind of caramel brown. You I can I mean? see like we're she, looking at the photos up here and, uh, yeah, that's, that's a awesome, that's an, that's an ugly dog. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, man, I'm envious. Uh, I mean, I'm Enjoy the puppy but, feet. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure that there will be a puppy in Robbie T's life. There's one imminent, we hope. All right, let's talk about what we're going to see tomorrow night. Are we going to see anything tomorrow night? No. I think um, I might as well simul stream the puppy. Like, I think you get more entertainment out of that. Well, there's got to be something. I mean, how many jobs are at stake? Two, three? I think that's being generous. Really? I think, well, especially... It's an unfortunate reality, but but it's a, a generally inevitable one that injuries will happen the way that they did last week. Um, and so, you know, sure. again, while, while you you don't ever want that, they they do sort of naturally sort some things into place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that was a little bit you know up for contention was the the you know kind of fourth tight end. Who was it going to be? Was John Stevens Jr. going to play somebody out of a job? Obviously, he tore his ACL, so now he's kind of this IR. I wouldn't call him stash because he tore his ACL, but, but he's on injured reserve and, and, and on ice until next year. So those anything that, you know, I, and, and go to blogoftheboys.com, but anything that Absolutely. really was dramatic, um, you know, kind of lost its steam over the course of last week. So everything really is pretty chalk right now. Um, RJ, why didn't 
the Cowboys, you know, get a six-round pick, a seventh-round pick, and go by the storage auction that was the Arizona Cardinals just to shop around, just to shop around. I mean, I, again, I'm not saying that there's any holes, and I know they like their team, but when there when there's a fire sale like that going on, why not grab a sixth and a seventh and just go shop a little bit? I mean, I really like Isaiah Simmons, and I think everybody does, but but I think he's um, – like we have in my house this like it's not a couch it's not a futon it's like a display seat that nobody really sits on and we've moved it i don't know how many times like to so many different places like maybe let's put it here now and let's kick it over there for six months um and, and that's kind of what, what isaiah simmons is like, i can't you know, believe like, you just said that yeah. about isaiah simmons what a great uh, analogy that is so perfect yeah, we don't know what the hell to do with him He's a pass rusher. He's a linebacker. But in Dan Quinn's defense, isn't that what Dan Quinn likes, RJ? Okay, well, what what pass rusher isn't gonna like go back to the roster? Uh-huh. Like, are we are we booting are we booting Dante well, Fowler from the no. team? Are we are, are you know are we are we booting Izzy Mukwamu from the team? Like, okay, RJ, I, I agree with this particular one, but is it a mentality with the Cowboys that they just don't do this anyway? That late season, late preseason. Cut weekend, get a guy before anybody else can late kind of trades. That's just not something that the Cowboys have traditionally done. You know, um, that's not entirely true. It, it was in 2018 that they, or maybe 17, um, that right at roster cutdowns, they flipped late round picks to the Cincinnati Bengals for a cornerback, Benet Ben Wickery, um, to the Packers and Mike McCarthy, incidentally, for I believe it was Dayton Jones. Um, so they're not above that. Okay. I mean, and, you know, we it was a different set of circumstances, but early in the 2015 season, after Tony Romo got hurt, they flipped the pick for Matt Castle. Well, that's different. When okay. De- that's out of need. De- yeah. When, but it was still really early. And, like, that's my point. They don't really have a need. And, well, you know, I mean, anywhere. But and they don't traditionally even, you know, like we were talking about, loot and pillage a burning building. I mean, it's just not something that they traditionally I've seen them do. I mean, I agree with that generally, but to be fair, neither have the Giants. And the Cowboys, right. like, you know, I, I would love to kill them for, you know, anything, like to have fun with it. But, um, I mean, in 2019, they flipped a six-round pick to the Dolphins for Robert Quinn, and that worked out really well because then he signed a big contract with Chicago. They got the contract that is a, That's it. the like, best point it, you've made, and that was, what, 19? So that hadn't been that long ago. And and then later that like right before the trade deadline that year they did the same thing for Michael Bennett. Um, they flipped the pick with New England. That didn't work out as well. Um, <laughs> but I mean they're, they're not above that. I guess they're, they're not. You know I, I think there are teams that historically don't do that at all. The Giants were kind of one of them. Um, but you know they they have you know they have some open square footage in in the floor plan, and so they're like, hey, give us the weird looking couch. Like it'll go great right here in the reading room. Who's going to – this RB2 thing. I asked Rob earlier, RJ, I was like, do you think Cincinnati radio and New York radio and L.A. radio is really talking about RB2 as much as we are? If there is something here, who wins the battle? I mean, it depends how you evaluate the position. And I think Cincinnati radio maybe does it differently right. uh, because of what's going on. Although, if you're in Cincinnati, I don't know if they're allowed to speak to RB1 um, oh. and Joe Mixon. And, and <laughs> no, they're not. No, so, they're uh, not. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a different thing. Um, but, you know, Deuce Vaughn isn't in contention because Deuce Vaughn is RBX. Like, he's yes. got a number. Yes, he's a I like that. Very different. I like that. Um, so 
so if if I if, if Tony Pollard's unavailable to me and somebody has to carry the ball, call it 15, 17 times, it's Rico Daddle. I don't think there's any close. I know he fumbled against the the Jaguars. I know he missed the the block on on the punt against the Seahawks. I don't care. All all of that is incidental to me. Special teams, I mean, they matter, but they don't matter. Like it, what what matters to me as Rico Daddle is concerned is how he contributes on offense, and he's proven to be the best true ball carrier outside of Tony Pollard, and that's the most important thing. And pass pro as well. Would you say he's number? He's leading the pack at pass pro. I saw this take, and I think it was Bob Sturm, um, the great Bob Sturm. So I want to give him credit for it. Um, he quoted somebody. We have become so hyper aware of pass protection as far as what running backs can do because the Cowboys shoved down our throat that that's what Zeke was a lead at. You know, we never ever right. cared about that before, <laughs> right. and 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 it was like the the only drum they could bang that you know. And I, no disrespect to Zeke, but you know people are like, well, what's Deuce Vaughn going to do in pass protection? I don't yeah. know. Run out to the flat and catch a screen <laughs> pass and run up for forty five yards. Yeah, that's yeah. how he's going to handle pass protection. That's our J. Uh, a couple questions. First of all, the injuries. Three ACLs in a week. Uh, um, one time, two times, three times. Do you think there's going to be some internal discussion as to drills or prep or anything like that? Because that, that is an extraordinary number. Yeah, I mean, and three rookies at right. that. I mean, you, you, could, you could argue that. Yeah, there's a lot there. I mean, you know, um, three really interesting stories. I don't know how much you, you both know about David Durden. Um, the Athletic d- does a profile every year leading up to the draft. It's called Prospect X. Um, and, and they kind of interview a player as they're going through the process and get these, like, intimate details about it all. And then after the draft, reveal who it was. And it was Bedurden this year. So it was really, really? cool, really cool story. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's it's a weird coincidence. And, and right now it's difficult to chalk it up to And In fact, it is. But you're right. Yeah, I, I think there is, you know, I mean, just right now realizing that they're all rookies, um, two of them are drafted rookies, if you you know include John Stevens Jr. There, um, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, and it, it's it's also football. It's also weird crap happens. Weird things happen. Um, if you're a believer in in curses, last week was in Seattle. Uh, the preseason you know games oh, in Seattle have generally ended in some sort of heartbreak for Cowboys fans. Oh, um, pe- people are kind that. of superstitious when it comes to preseason games in Seattle at this point. All right, let's report. Um, Sam Williams, real quick. Uh, uh, your thoughts on Jerry's response about his maturation and his uh, uh, anything to see here? Or is the NFL going to come sniffing around? This was a weird week for Jerry Jones. Um, the Ring of Honor stuff, I thought, was really yeah, disappointing, we're get there. kind yeah. of par for the course. Um, I mean, his comments on Sam Williams are like, I mean – I, they just kind of are what they are. Um, I've, I've told uh, you this before, Rob. Uh, I don't think I've explained to you, Rudy. I live my life by something called the Purple Pants Rule. If okay. you gave me a job and you said, hey, and, and you gave me a job, you said, hey, I'll pay you all this money, whatever. Here's your contract. And in the contract, it says, you can't wear purple pants to work on Wednesdays. Um, that's a dumb rule. Um, but if it's in the contract and I sign it and I know that, and then I wear purple pants to work on Wednesdays. I can't sit here and be like, this rule is so stupid. I mean, it's, right. it's a rule that I agreed to abide by. And so um, I, I'm certainly not chastising Sam Williams. It's, it's a serious thing, um, you know, in a literal sense. And, and he's, he's ha- he has a track record, obviously, not mm-hmm. just in the NFL, but dating back to his time at Ole Miss. Right. So, I mean, I know Jerry, Jerry's – this is peak – if you believe in Jerry Jones, the character, like the WWE-ness of it all, we're at the peak season for that, like with, with the, <laughs> the regular season about to begin. Like he is really kind of feeling himself 
um, and obviously announced all the changes to the stadium, which are because they want to host some World Cup matches in three years. I hope so they, they got to add some glitz and glamour to the building. They won't add curtains, though. No, no curtains. No curtains. And Cedric Wilson gets you to get blinded. But, RJ, you have enough followers to get a response from Brandon Jacobs. Would you remind him how many interceptions Eli threw each year while he played alongside of him? Has Brandon Jacobs lost his mind, or was there some truth to what he was saying? <laughs> um. I didn't even see what Brandon Jacobs. Oh, really? Oh, so this is you brand can, new. You can fresh. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, let's let's let's. James will dig this up. Yeah, James will dig Dallas it up. Let's go. Got his, on his last contract, he'll be a backup after this contract is over. With. I don't see Dallas bringing him back with that type of money. And once you've made that type of money, you know that Dak is making, you don't get two like that. You you don't get two like that after all those interceptions and turnovers that you've had. You know that you've thrown. You know throughout the last three or four years. So I mean, I don't I don't see. I don't see. I see Daniel Jones' window being better, being uh, uh, being a lot higher than Dak Prescott. You know, just given the fact that the age that he's been playing and he's almost somewhat in his contract, and I, I, I don't see Cowboys bringing him back at that type of money. And I think he'll be a backup elsewhere. There you have it, Brandon Jacobs. So you want to tweet him because I don't have eighty thousand followers to get a response. He's gonna look at my follower list and be like, "He's not worthy." You got enough followers where he might have to respond to you, RJ. Well, first of all, you're the one who netted Micah Parsons um, in terms of some sort of clap back on social media, not me. Um, but, I mean, look, I respect the hustle uh, in the media game. I respect uh, trying to have a post-football career, potentially. I, I don't know if Brandon Jacobs – I'm not levying any accusations here. Um, it was a hot take it, that was going to yeah, fall like, flat. I, I, I'm, I'm not – trying to play some sort of victim here, but I obviously, I would think have a lot of experience in this world. And this off season has been by far the, the most, you know, absurd when it comes to the polarization of Dak Prescott. Yeah, for sure. It, it has reached a, a different boiling point. And some of it is that there are louder, bigger national shows now that provide opportunities for players like this. And my, belief is that these networks they want that take they want that clip they want that popping off um because like, i believe in dak prescott but even if you don't like that's just that's absurd like there's <laughs> there's zero logic to support that in any way yeah there you go rj um let's get into the uh ring of honor yes so it, of course he's going in i'm Was talking he? about yeah i'm talking about where oh i mean of course i okay. mean of course i he didn't was know going who you talking about okay go ahead um but, of course, he's going in, could have been, and everybody with bated breath, of course he's going in. But he's not. Or is he? What do you think of going on and how embarrassing did you, you – you termed it as embarrassing, I think you said. Yeah, I mean, DeMarcus Ware, obviously like, – there, this is a for multiple things are true. DeMarcus Ware deserves a spot in the Ring of Honor. He of deserves it immediately. Um, nobody is upset about DeMarcus Ware getting his rightful place in the Ring of Honor. Um, what's unfortunate and, and embarrassing and really petulant is that, that this has become about something else. Like, you know, and it's unfortunate for DeMarcus Ware that in, in what should be a moment of glory and praise and happiness and, and gratitude, um, that this Jimmy Johnson shadow looms so large. And it's unfortunate that everybody has to deal with that. You know, and people get mad like, why are you asking these questions? Why do you care? It, well, it's a relevant thing. It is. I mean, so like this is, this is this, this kind of, you know, left foot that, that is in the middle of everything that is happening here. And there's just, there's no logical explanation. And, you know, I said this on my podcast on Thursday, 
I really wanted to believe that two years ago, Jerry Jones was genuine when he said Me in too. the lead up to Jimmy's enshrinement in the Hall of Fame that he would be going under the Ring of Honor. A lot of people, you know, I thought pessimistic people at the time said, look, he's just trying to upstage him. And I, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. But, I mean, with two years worth of hindsight now, it's difficult to ascertain anything else. That, that Jerry just wanted a moment and wanted all the headlines that Jimmy was going to go into the Ring of Honor. I thought his answer about I wanted to put a player in was the most childlike thing. It, it was like playing a board game with a kid. And it was like, no, well, I actually get to roll twice in a row. Right. Bacon rolls up on the fly. Like, it was so silly and ridiculous. I- Am I wrong in saying I feel like the the triplet should be more demonstrative in Jimmy's favor and loud? I think they I, have been. Okay, I, I, I see. Mean, I just didn't feel like it was loud enough because I I mean I see Michael Irvin sweating profusely on first take, screaming and yelling. I feel like I would like to see that same energy from him for Jimmy John and Jimmy Johnson's behalf for the Ring of Honor. I think they they all are pretty vocal, okay, and I, okay. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't limit it to just them. I, I would extend it to you know their teammates. I mean, Fred Woodson's been vocal. Tony Casillas has been vocal. Um, I mean, everybody who who Ken Norton Jr. I mean, everybody has said Jimmy absolutely deserves it, and that's like, you know, I I think obviously the the most important person, the most relevant person here is Jimmy, and he deserves it. And, and the hypocrisy of all this. I mean, there's really only one person being hypocritical, but it's. People say, you know, Chuck Howley goes into the Hall of Fame and, and he's he's obviously, you know, an, an elder gentleman and dealing with his own medical issues. And people say, like, you know, we've got to stop this. We've got to get people in there sooner so they can experience it. Their right. families can experience it. So there isn't this bittersweet element to it. And I mean, you know, all, everyone's days are numbered. And so you, you really it would be such a shame for anyone to not get to enjoy that honor. And beyond Jimmy, which is who's obviously the most important person here, I think about, like, my dad. I think about, you know, like, uncles. I think people who, who loved those Cowboys who, That's a great who point. experienced tra- transformative parts of their life with those Cowboys as kind point. of the bedrock of their sports fandom. And they deserve that, right? Like, you know, I think about the triplets and the, the players who played and the coaches and the staffers and the, the stadium workers and the, the people who lived in DFW or whoever, like, Everyone deserves that. It was so awesome to see. It has been awesome to see the likes of Timmy and Manu and Tony get their honor, you know, it, it, when they have. And it's always this kind of great grand ceremony. And that feels like something that as fans you deserve. And so it's just really sad that everyone is being denied that opportunity because of whatever you want to call it, petulance or arrogance or pride or whatever. I think he's proven. That's a great point. I don't think he's going to put him in until in, until or unless uh, – he wins another ring. That's the only I mean, barrel. I, I, I can't yeah. see any other reason to wait. There's something deep people in his soul. That, people say that he wants to put himself in first. Um, I mean, God, it's just. That would be bad. It's, it would be bad. I mean, and I, I think it, I've, I've mentioned this many times before. Um, so when you enter the Hall of Fame, you, you get a Hall of Fame ring, and generally your team honors you at halftime of the game. Right. That will happen apart from the Ring of Honor ceremony for DeMarcus Ware. Um, but Jerry Jones himself, when, when he went into the Hall of Fame, he and, and Jimmy had this moment, to be clear, but Jerry's moment was halftime of the Eagles game in 2017, which at the time was the biggest loss the Cowboys had ever had at AT&T Stadium. So, and, like, like, think about that. Like, this is a, a building that is so, like, synonymous with Jerry Jones, and it was against the team's arch on their way towards winning their first Super Bowl <laughs> in franchise history, blew them out 
worse than anyone ever had in the building on the night that he was celebrated for going into the Hall of Fame. Like the poetic, I would hate to call it justice because I hated everything about it, but the poetic sort of, if you believe in karma, karmic justice of that was really profound. Hey, RJ, when we're all yelling and screaming, I kind of come to you to see if I need, if we need to calm down. There's nothing to see here. Brandon Cooks, pilot license. <laughs> I mean, Jerry, was Jerry legit? Like, I haven't seen the video. I've only seen the, the transcript. Was Jerry legit mad about this? And, like, like what, what, what do you make of all this Brandon Cooks and taking the team up on his plane and stuff? Maybe I'm getting old, but like when I saw the video, I, I, I quote tweeted it and I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Oh, like, Are you serious? Was, there's anything you didn't get there. I, you I, didn't, I, you, that's like and, what you, we got players that they're not allowed to ride motorcycles, but you want them to be able to fly that's planes. That's different. Planes are different. <laughs> no, it's so, not. It, Go ahead, RJ. It was cool it's got a parachute. And, and Part of what was cool was like it was like man that's badass like Micah Parsons is hanging out with with Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks like he's he's learning from them like that that was honestly where my mind was and then I got all these responses that was like <laughs> what hand grenade cool. they're all this gone ter- yeah like this is terrifying and I get that like I I mean it's it's why like I in a similar way I suppose it's why like I don't want any starters to play in their preseason like we've come this far right you know whatever the season's so important. Um, so this is not quite the purple pencil, but this is like, hey, I brought a tiger into the office. That's so like pledge said. Uh, yeah, like you, you can't know. play in the preseason game, but you could take three starters in a plane. <laughs> it's just an airplane. We're not talking. This is on the side of a mountain. It's an airplane. I, it, it's not. I, I don't get the. Ups- Jerry was upset. I. I, I and of all the people, how many times you up in a copter or a swag plane? I mean, of all the people who would get the fact that you're safer up there than you are speeding around in a Corvette at 95 in a 30. No, that's fair. I mean, at the end of the day, he, they they weren't doing anything. They, it wasn't like a joy ride. Like, they, it wasn't illegal. You know, like, <laughs> right. he's a licensed pilot. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, so, um, like, he's technically, like, the, the people who are in charge of, like, the, I don't know, like, the Federal Aviation Committee or whoever have deemed that Brandon Cook's is, you know, eligible to fly planes. So that's all that was happening here. But I understand that the pushback, um, that I guarantee you that we will see way less of Brandon Cook on social <laughs> yep. media for a while because they are like – He was already uh, quiet, RJ. Have fun. Hey, um, yeah, I mean, it's whatever. Just in case he has the yips, do you like Trey Lance? Just in case Dak has, really has the yips, you like Trey Lance at all? I don't. I've really? never seen him play, RJ. I've never seen him play. Did you hear no the response? Any every time you bring up Trey Lance, people go. <sighs> go, go they I start mean, with the exhale, I, just wow. in case. I mean, I just feel, in case he's on a rookie deal. I feel badly for Trey Lance because this has been really awkward for him. He <laughs> yeah. obviously made up made a lot of money to to put up with some awkwardness, and and so some people would say that they would gladly deal with the awkwardness, but. Um, but no, um, I, I really more than anything sighed because we almost made it the full show without Rudy saying something ridiculous. Uh, but of course, Rudy has to ruin it. I How mean, about like, Philly getting Taylor? Time. Oh, my bad, RJ. You know, I had to. I mean, look, I like Jonathan Taylor a lot and I know everybody loved him in Wisconsin and he's a cool dude. And I think that there's a lot of people rooting for the running back to like in general to like get a win, uh, because the position has been so devalued. But Jonathan Taylor was not a great player last year. 
Mm. Um, like, I do think that there are some people that are, are just like, Jonathan Taylor's available. Like, Brandon Jacobs is coming out of retirement. What? Like, we, we, let's get him on the team. Like, um, I, and I, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I want nothing to do with it. So, if Philly wants to trade for Jonathan Taylor, by all means, like, cool. Like, they don't I, scare I, you? I, that wow. Scare me. I mean, it would, I mean, it would, it would perk me up a little bit in my chair. I'd be like the, the video game meme, you know, like I was just chilling. Now I'm taking a little bit more serious, but, um, but I'm not like panicking, freaking out, smashing the glass again. You know, he's, if he's this great, and I don't mean to do the, like, if he's so great, how come no one's traded for him yet? But right. he's not, like, no, you can, you could have rushed for, you could have literally been the league's leading rusher last year and not been valued by the team that employed you and the coaching staff that employed you so much that you deserve a new contract in their eyes as evidenced by Josh Jacobs at the Las Vegas Raiders. Truth. That's RJ Ochoa. He's of blogging the boys, a rock the mic champ and a survivor of the first tropical storm of the season. Uh, did you uh, still manage to get in 18 as it blew over? Yeah, you are. Right? I did not. Um, and I don't see that in my future with the puppy now. Oh um, yeah. So, it's, um, you know, it's just a zoo around here. Um, and the thing is, uh, she, she is brown, like you mentioned, but, and she kind of blends in with our tile. And we don't have a collar on her yet, so she's silent. Um, so, like, I've been almost, like, kicking her Don't around, step like, on her. Like, yeah, like, be like, careful. Punch, like, punting her. Um, I can't see or hear her, basically, at any time. Uh, but if any uh, – actually, Rob, you've had multiple dogs. Do you have a point of advice? Because this is the first time I've ever had two dogs. Um, make sure they get along. Number one, no. And, but when uh, they're, tea, when they're <laughs> teacup size, man, be careful. And, Put the and decide now: is that dog allowed on the bed or not? And stick to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, and off on the a bed. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're good. I think we're off to a good start. Well, you know, you're in training weekend. now. Once you get that uh, second dog, you're in training for you know the next step child. in life. Yeah, that's just part of the manual, I which mean, you haven't received yet. That's, that makes sense. Uh, I guess I'll check my spam folder, see if that came in somewhere no. uh, along the way. But it has to be hand-delivered. Um, That's the thing. You know, you mentioned, though, this tropical storm. That was such a nice day, like, where, where we live. Like, it was just rainy and cloudy and kind of fall breezy. It was such a tease. Like, we, we were like, boom, fall's here, light the candles, get the decorations out, we're good to go. And then the next day, it was 100 degrees and humid. Like, when it, I, I'm sick of this. Like, we're all sick of this. Like, we have come Agreed. to oh, – worldwide agreement that the heat needs to leave like there is nothing literally nothing that we can agree on as a as a planet but we are all on the same page here like this is stupid enough of it i'm tired that's a man with a new dog rj ochoa enjoy the rest love you brother hey we'll talk to you next week y'all have the best weekend ever or i'll be pissed